Hi, I'm Yusuf Zin. My latest TVO Today podcast is on how a Canadian ends up in a Chinese prison, and if he's even alive. Listen and subscribe to Extradition. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. For more in-depth perspectives and interesting stories, sign up for our daily newsletter at tvo.org slash daily. Before certain big-name brands of soda pop came to Ontario, small local brands served up summer refreshments across the province. Nick Dunn is our Ontario Hub journalist covering the Northeast, and he joins us now from Sudbury on why the town of Tamagami just bought the trademark for a once-popular ginger ale that carries its name. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jan. Now, for your latest piece for TVO.org, you got to delve into the history of soda pop here in Ontario. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's surprising that such a frivolous kind of product like soda carries this actual history within the development of uh, towns in the province and even the country. But it, it really goes back to the industrialization of Canada at the turn of the century, of the, the 20th century. Uh, between the late 1800s and the early 1900s, uh, Canada was really industrializing and uh, a lot of the towns uh, lacked a potable water supply. So local businessmen, you know, who owned uh, the town well, the local spring, uh, began bottling water. Um, But as these towns continued to develop, as more people were able to set up their own well water, as municipal tap water became a thing, uh, they had to pivot. So they pivoted to soda. Uh, There are companies all across the province, you know, uh, that had their local soda. There was Tamagami Dry, there's Muskoka Springs, uh, there was Pure Spring in Ottawa, which became a company that was selling over $50 million worth of pop, uh, you know, by the mid 20th century. Now, when we talk about soft drinks, we obviously have to talk about Coke and Pepsi. Now, how did that shift when they when they first arrived in the province? Yeah, absolutely. So between, you know, the 20s and the 50s, depending on the market, uh, Coca-Cola approached these small time soda producers and said, you know, look, you've got the equipment. We know we want uh, you guys to produce a little bit of our Coca-Cola, distribute it with your established networks. And it was a mutual gain at the time. But quickly, uh, Coca-Cola overpowered these companies. They had the marketing. They had the capital behind them. And very soon, uh, demand for Coca-Cola soon outrose that of the local sodas. So, uh, you know, we're seeing this really kind of classic case of small business in the uh, 20th century being kind of uh, crushed by larger uh, corporations, right? And we saw companies like Pure Spring, they went out of business by Mm -hmm. the 90s. um, And a lot of these sodas, um, either, you know, they bent the knee to Coca-Cola to distribute Coca-Cola, or they either went out of business. I want to talk about uh, town council, Tamagami's town council. They uh, tell us about why it's important for them to preserve Tamagami Drive. Yeah, so um, much like small soda, it's really hard running a small municipality, um, especially a rural municipality, especially a northern rural municipality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're doing other things to try to boost uh, business in the area by improving things like broadband. But this is kind of this quirky little uh, story here, where they're trying to kind of capitalize on you know the brand and the region i've got a bottle here of you can see it features you know pines um so tomogamy has some of the world's uh, last old growth pines it has you know it evokes clear water and uh tomogamy is a it's a derivative of the nishinaabe word for deep water um so it it really capitalizes on that brand and it that area has some world-class rivers and lakes so you know they're 
looking for some kind of, you know, business spark and, you know, trying to rally the community around it. Well, I look forward to that. And of course, hopefully when this pandemic is over, maybe we can have a drink when this uh, deal goes through and hopefully more things happen. Nick Dunn, appreciate you uh, on the show. Thank you so much. That's Nick Dunn, our Northeastern Ontario Hub journalist. The Agenda in the Summer with Nam Kiwanuka is brought to you by the Chartered Professional Accountants of Ontario. CPA Ontario is a regulator, an educator, a thought leader, and an advocate. We protect the public. We advance our profession. We guide our CPAs. We are CPA Ontario. And by viewers like you. Thank you.